Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to Only Stupid Answers. What? The best thing podcast you can put your ears in to. Welcome back. Or mm-hmm. welcome hey, for the first time. Sam, mm. welcome back. Handshake sound. Mm-hmm. Listeners, thought. welcome back to it was the, a, for the first time. Mm-hmm. For the very first time. If you guys aren't familiar with this show, we like to talk about movies. Yes. TV shows. That is correct. Comic books. Mm-hmm. That too. Video games. Occasionally. Aliens. Yep. That's, that's been one. Dreams. Ghosts. We finally dreams. done dreams. We finally did I've it. Started, you know, I deleted my dream ones, but I've c- c- collected new dreams. Yes. And hopefully I won't delete those, mm-hmm. the notes, so we, we can, can revisit them later. Too. Yeah, exactly. It's very important. But it's spelled T-O-O, because mm-hmm. that's how the fun fun kids do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, those are my favorite. Those are my favorite books when they spell it that way. Um, no, guys, gang, this is where we get to just talk about all the things that we love, and hopefully that you love, too. And we create an environment where you guys can feel comfortable to talk about all, uh, all these things. We're the uh, lazy boys. In the, in the basement of your fandom dreams yeah fandom dreams <laughs> uh, and you guys actually can get to know each other all the other listeners over at our discord which you can join for as low as one dollar a month Ooh. over at patreon.com slash only stupid answers if you guys have been listening to this uh, we are putting together an Xmas card so if you joined our $15 tier or above over the two week period you better be looking out for your email dang it because I'm going to be trying focus to focus on your email because we're putting your guys' photos in the Christmas card this holiday card and then we're going to be sending it to you which I don't know how that got lost in translation that I, you are physically getting something yeah. in time for Christmas. Put it on your fridge. Yeah. Put it on your tree. Make frame your fan, it. Frame it. <laughs> Please. It, yeah. will, it won't look like trash. It'll look good. So, And we'll be looking good, too. So this is going to be a really fun episode because literally the morning of us recording this, they finally, after like a month of teasing, they mm-hmm. finally dropped the Avengers 4 trailer. Marvel's with a bunch of teases. And so there. we're going to be diving into that. But first. Oh, yeah. We have... Uh, actually a few I think it's a month ago now man time's flying I can't mm-hmm. keep track of anything anymore I was able to go to Patreon. if you're not familiar with that it's a it's like our closed door convention for people who use Patreon often where you can actually meet the people who develop the platform which is super cool for us because we always want to learn how to use the platform better for all of you and like come up with new ways that we can give you guys cool uh, content and whatnot. so I was able to actually meet a lot of people who used Patreon in ways I would never think fun fact not going to use names because I'm too stupid. Uh, there was I met someone who is a NASA photographer. Nice. And this year during the eclipse, uh, he was the one who captured the ISS going across uh, the, the the sun, which is amazing. Cool. That was that was his photo, and he uses Patreon to fund his trips to get to all of the locations of launches or or testing grounds or anything like that. And he sells those prints on Patreon. Really cool. That's cool. But I was also able to meet a nice man named Ray, and Ray uh, has a YouTube channel called Viserium. And at first, I was like, oh, very cool musician. That's yeah. fun to see how musicians use the platform. And guess what? No gang, he he's next level. He and his um, musical partner uh, have invented 
invented a new piece of technology. Let's call it a wearable instrument because yeah. that's what it is. It is a wearable uh, electronic instrument that could be programmed to be used with VR. And, and basically, it seems like the future of the music industry in yeah. general. And I, at first, I, uh, I geeked out when he started talking about this because it was like the dream I've always had where it's like, man, wouldn't it be cool if like, I didn't have to – I didn't like – learning instrument but you could you could give you could let me learn how to play it for just like a second and make yeah. me feel like I'm I actually have talent. Yeah. Uh, that'd be kind of cool. Well these this this boy Ray he's got a he's a bursting with talent and what they've created is extremely special and he was able he had the time to sit down with us and tell us about his journey of creating this technology, what they've used it for so far and what they want to use it for going forward. And also they got an album out which he's going to plug which is very cool. So hopefully you guys enjoy us having this awesome discussion about the future but don't worry gang we're going to be talking about the Avengers Force trailer. You best you best believe. So make sure you buckle up because you're getting a two-for episode today. You're Ooh. talking about the future of the music industry and technology, also his suit. You guys, this is a suit that he wears that looks like an Iron Man suit. If, if, we, couldn't really get, if we couldn't get you nerds into this yet. <laughs> we love you. It yeah. looks like an Iron Man suit. That's yeah. why I was super excited when he showed me a picture of it. I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Uh, we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to be talking about the Avengers 4 trailer. So buckle up. Stay tuned. All right, Ray, can you hear us? How you doing? I can hear you guys just fine. I'm doing great. Awesome, man. Sam, can you hear me? I can't wait. Hold on. Hold on. Little, wait a second. A little louder. A little louder. <laughs> Come a little closer. There you go. There. Now I can feel you. All right. Uh, but, man, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate you. Uh, so I, I met you at Patreon. Always a hard name to say. I met you at Patreon this year. And uh, we got to chat, and, and you uh, created something a pretty uh, freaking fantastic, if I may say so myself. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I mean, uh, just to you know, share with your listeners, um, my name's Ray, and I'm one half of the music duo Viserium. Um, that's spelled V-E-S-E-R-I-U-M. Um, and we kind of invented our own uh, technology that allows us to perform and create music with just our motions and gestures. So it's this whole suit that we put on with uh, motion trackers and LEDs. Um, and it allows us to control these virtual instruments in the air. And so, it's not only like, it, it's kind of like a wearable MIDI controller, right? Like it looks better than what I'm describing, but it, it kind of <laughs> kind of a similar principle? Yeah, it works in a very similar principle. Um, it's basically a you know, customizable modular uh, thing that lets us set up different instruments as we want. And then, um, yeah, we can control, um, we're controlling Ableton Live on the back end, if you guys are familiar with that. Okay. Uh, no, wait, tell us. I, I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's just a standard music software. Um, so uh, basically, we set up our own stuff, so our suits, and then our own custom hardware. I mean, our suits and our own custom software to control um, the standard music software that is actually generating all the sounds. That's amazing. So you talked about all the, the sensors on the suit. What is, what, is, what is picking up those sensors? Like where are you performing this and, and what is taking in that information? Yeah, so there's um, kind of a, it's based on an optical tracking system uh, that's basically emitting this light uh, and basically there's uh, uh, sensors on our wrists that are picking that up. And then um, the glove, is, so that light tracking system is not something we built. It's um, using a, a system that's kind of out there. But then the custom stuff we built is the suits and then these gloves that um, have their own sensors that, allow, that basically picks up, you know, when I touch my fingers together or how I bend my fingers and, and all, that, all that jazz. 
That's super cool. How long did it take you to, to like, from conception, when you guys had, like, the light bulb moment, like, oh, man, we could do this. How long did it take you to, like, figure it out and make the suits? Yeah, well, um, it's been a long process. So Mike and I actually <laughs> met in college. Okay. Um, we were studying at Cornell University. Um, we were both engineers but also musicians um, and kind of ended up as roommates by chance through a mutual friend. Um, but, yeah, we've gone through a different, a lot of different prototypes. The whole genesis of the project was not actually even um, a suit or gloves. It was me uh, wanting to create an electric cello, funny nice. enough. Um, cello has actually always been my favorite instrument. Um, so, yeah, I tried to make this electric cello, but instead of a bow, there was a joystick um, that allowed you to control the tone quality. Then as that evolved, I was thinking about ways to, you know, make that more expressive. And I thought about, you know, maybe adding a motion controller or something. Um, and then... At some point, we were like, hey, why don't we just throw out the whole instrument and just use our, our movement? So we created the first version, which was called the Aura, and it was basically just a pair of gloves um, that allowed us to control music in a pretty rudimentary way with our movements, and it's kind of evolved through several prototypes and then now finally into what it is today. So you can basically, if with the software, you could basically be playing any sort of instrument with the rig that you currently have, correct? Like it could be percussion, it could be um, woodwind is kind of a stretch, like a saxophone would be a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> well, anything, <laughs> anything, any sound that the computer can generate, yeah, we can control. So yeah, we could play a woodwind. Actually, in one of our routines, I play, um, I play a flute. Oh, really? Um, I don't know if that's technically a woodwind. Um, but... Is that brass? Uh, do, do a quick search. I'm now yeah, all I'm my sure elementary school uh, <laughs> teachings coming back to me. I think woodwinds, I think, like, you know, like clarinet or something. It's pro- I don't know. It's probably one of those categories. But mm-hmm. you said you refer to it as one of your but, routines. Is that kind of like how you perceive your performances? Well, yeah. I mean, because we perform pretty regularly, um, we kind of have set things that we tend to do and we've found work really well in terms of getting the audience to understand what we do because that's one of the biggest challenges really you know people have never seen this thing so people are like what's going on are they really controlling the sound um so we almost always start out our performances with this routine that we call journey through time nice um and basically what that is is us there's like this narration voice in the background that we're triggering as well but the narration basically talks about how like all the sound is controlled via emotions and gestures and then uh, we walk through different instruments, like according to how they were created, like in the history of time. Bible drums and plays drum, air drums, and then it goes to like bone flutes, um, and then I play a little bit of flute, and then uh, goes to like piano and violin, then electric guitar, and then it, and then synth sounds, and then it's like the narration in the super dramatic voice is like we are the next evolution, so <laughs> kind of like sets up the framework, you know, for us being kind of futuristic act while also showing that we can control all these sounds live. Mm-hmm. And nice. you remember, I remember you telling me that you even took this on tour, and you mentioned that it could be wireless as well, which is um, I don't uh, I it, it, that sounded too futuristic for me. So could you tell us a little <laughs> bit more about like what like uh, some like uses of this that you guys have like come across? Yeah, I mean, so uh, we're mostly, we mostly just created it for ourselves at the moment. Um, so right now, we're the only ones performing with this technology. Um, and we plan on keeping it that way for a little bit, just because we want to focus on our own musicianship and our own craft with the instrument. And plus, we're adding new stuff and figuring new ways to use it all the time. So it's definitely, definitely far from a stage where it'd be ready to be a product for other people. But um, in terms of our own uses, um, really the... The whole purpose of wanting to start the whole project 
um, was I wanted to make electronic music more expressive. I just wanted to find an instrument that allowed me to control electronic sounds the way I wanted to. Because right now there's, you know, there's like knobs and faders and buttons, but there's not really a good way to control electronic music the same way that a violinist can have like a really virtuosic and intimate relationship with the sound where they can, you know, modulate the intensity and the tone and the speed of the bow and, and, you know, the different notes and do pitch bends and glides and all that stuff. So I really wanted to just find a way to do that with electronic sounds. And that's kind of how we've used it so far. That's awesome. No, it's definitely, especially when it comes to like a keyboard. Like I feel like that's one of the more dynamic electronic instruments that's out there. And you, cause there's, there's some variety you can use with different, like you said, like knobs or, or, or settings that you can do like preset. And I know they, they invented, I, I'm not going to say the name to this because I don't know what it is. Um, but there is a keyboard <laughs> out there that is more touch sensitive so that, cause it's got like a rubber interface so that when you oh, you're, press you're down about the rolly keyboard, that's the one. And you can, it's in, um, La La Land. He, you even see Ryan Gosling playing it where he kind of like, he like kind of moves his finger around to kind of like modulate the sound or to like, make it Wait, louder is that really in La La Land? oh yeah it's during the when he's part of john legend's band he's using it on stage which is kind of cool um that's because oh, I, I remember like the youtube video was like look at this it's the next form of a piano and it was uh and then like seeing it like actually be used by someone i was like that's dope that's cool but that's about as customizable i feel like electronic music can get so and i love the idea that you're able to like if you program it the way you want it to you could basically do whatever you want if you did a live performance which, yeah, which sounds yeah. awesome. So we have some limitations in terms of like so. I feel like most instruments are set up to play a lot of notes. Like most instruments out there have like a three octave range at least. Um, our instrument has less notes, but way more control over the tone quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more about like modulating the the, the shape of the sound, as we say. Um, you know, like the texture, so you can add like you can in real time bring in like distortion effects or, or echo or delay and um you know like put on like a weird like chorusy flangey thing um all in real time um to the sound and that's really what we kind of created the instrument for is to be able to control all these tone qualities because basically i mean music has so long been like rooted in this traditional framework where you had acoustic instruments and the instrument was fixed you know like you just the body of a violin is the body of a violin but now that all the sounds are generated on the computer you can literally change how the sound like sounds entirely you could go from this distorted bass to like this really soft pure whistly sound um in an instant and that's what we're really trying to control awesome uh if you were to like paint a picture since for the audio listeners uh what how would you describe what the suit looks like because i saw it and i was like iron man that's a that's a that's an iron man suit if i've ever seen one but uh how would you describe it personally that's hilarious and i love that you reference iron man because that's actually kind of um, we kind of try to, we're trying to be like the Tony Stark of music in the sense that we Ooh. created this suit and we also actually are the engineers behind it. So I feel like it's actually a very relevant analogy. Um, you know, not that we're going to live up to making, you know, like this crazy, amazing suit in a cave. Don't sell yourself taping, short. You know, you could figure out <laughs> it's man's possible. suit flight. You don't know. Hey, you know what? Here you go. Here's your pitch. You know, go ahead. Take this one. You know, have you seen the, uh, they call them flyboards. That's one of the names for them, but it's the, which does not describe what happens mm-hmm. with the suit with, but it's the, it's the platform that you can stand on that shoots water spouts below. So you fly up in the air. 
So I'm thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah, so take these electronics mm-hmm. and attach them to a water pump. No, no, Sam, you're t- thinking too small. You need to, instead of pumping out water, you're pumping out music. And oh, the music is helping you fly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like. Actually, I bet if you created enough of like a bass, like a loud enough bass frequency, you could like levitate yourself. Oh, yeah. for sure. And I'm sure it'd be fine. I'm sure everybody in the room would be fine. No one's shitting their pants or anything <laughs> like that. You're, you're good to go. What's that? Because um, you can see these experiments that scientists do with uh, different frequencies where you have um what do you have what do you have what do you have you have um like sound like levitating like a water droplet so if they can yeah. carry a water droplet they can definitely carry a full-grown man i mean people are 90 percent water right <laughs> so make that part float and then it basically feels like you're getting picked up by your organs it's 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 a comfy ride <laughs> um no but like the suit like you guys actually put the effort in like i i know i was when you mentioned what your technology was the first thing i thought of i'm sure uh you get this as well is that the imaging heap she kind of created a, a similar thing but it sounds more like the prototype you had where it was the um it was the uh well, how do you describe it the glove the gloves where and it kind of works like um the way she described it was like a theremin where if you guys like if you're not familiar it's like that radio wave instrument where you can like yeah, move yeah, your yeah. hand uh x and y and you can make different pitches mm-hmm. out of just radio static yeah. which is pretty it sounds like a haunted house <laughs> yeah but like her seemed more <laughs> rudimentary compared to your guys's well, you know, I don't necessarily want to say that. Um, you Come know, on, I, dig I, in there. You know, Take a swing. <laughs> we're, we're very familiar with imaging heaps, gloves, and I actually was uh, I, I was interviewed to do, like, a while back, I, I was, they were looking for, like, a PhD candidate to work with their gloves, and I was interviewed for that. Um, mm. So I almost ended up working with their team. But, um, yeah, I think there's just, there's a lot of key differences between what we do and what she does. Um, the biggest difference is just, uh, okay, well, so one of the differences is just the genre of music that we're pursuing. We're doing EDM, dance music. Um, you know, it's also very visually different. You know, like you asked me to describe the suit, which I never did, so I guess I'll do right now. But, yeah, we have the whole LED suit with our, like, logo engraved on the chest in a 3D-printed, like, chest plate and, like, these, like, light strips down our arms that all react dynamically to our movements as well. Mm-hmm. And we have projected visuals. So that's another key difference is that we have these projected real-time visuals that go behind us that show how our movements are in real, like are moving in real time. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I guess ultimately I think the key difference in terms of the control is that her instrument is way more based around, it's more based around being like this fluid kind of uh, body motion gestural type instrument. Um, whereas ours is more about playing these like real virtual instruments that exist kind of in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, so we track like our hands where the exact position is and she just tracks the hands kind of more relatively to um yeah kind of like with more broader gestures i suppose gotcha no yeah so i've seen hers and it kind of feels more like if you captured the sounds like a dancer would make if that was like an instrument kind of like it's just more it's like you said like more fluid that's what i was getting from it but for you like you could basically it's that's that's a cool way to describe it that it's it's has more of a structure to it if you wanted it to also you mentioned it, it being incorporated with vr could you tell us more a little bit about that yeah so we're actually using a vr system um, that is the, the the base of that like optical tracking system that I was talking about. Basically, the HTC Vive, if you guys are familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, yeah, we basically kind of just jury rig that to work for us. Um, when we perform, it's hilarious. We actually carry around the headset with us just basically for calibration, mm-hmm. um, and we don't actually pull it out. But yeah, I mean, it's all built um, as a virtual reality system, um, and that's really that's really how it's working. 
That's awesome. And I know, like, I, it would be crazy to see like this at like a like a Las Vegas like EDM show or something like that because I feel like it it has a similar vibe to it. You guys have a good like logo on the chest region that lights up. So I'm like, you know, an Iron Man feel. But I could see like uh, this being used in like a live capacity in a really cool way because it's like you, since you have like that you have that specific amount of control, you could have a lot of fun. There's like some room to kind of play around there when it comes to like live uh, performances, which yeah. you guys you guys have been doing. And actually, um, you know, even though we do have this routine, you know, that we usually go through, um, you know, at the beginning, um, we're trying to build more and more improvisation into our shows because, I mean, at least from my perspective, you know, I've always been the type of guy who is like, you know, like, what's the point of like going to see a show if it's going to be exactly like, you know, what you're on the record or whatnot. Um, So like, I'm a big believer in improvisation and we usually do at least one song, which is fully improvised. Um, So we kind of just have an array of instruments. And then, you know, we have like a basic idea of like kind of how it's going to flow. And we trigger different drum loops when we switch instruments and whatnot. It's all fully improvised. And I, I feel like the ideal and like the, we call, we're calling what we have right now Viserium 2.0. And I imagine like Viserium 5.0 is like 100% improvised. Like if we could just like drop like an amazing one hour set with like epic transitions and, and melodies and whatnot, fully improvised, that would be my dream. So you mentioned that in your beginning, your introduction to the shows, as you're like taking them through the history of music and everything, that, that you're kind of branding yourself as the future of music. Do you feel like that's, that is the case? And where do you think um, this, this type of, where do you think music can go from here? Yeah. Um, yeah, we definitely are branding ourselves the future of music. I mean, our, we just put out our debut album, um, and the album is actually called 2045, so that's a reference to the singularity, if you guys are familiar with that concept. Oh, wow. Well, congratulations, um, by the way. Oh, yeah, thanks. Um, so we had a lot of fun putting that album together. Um, but, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I don't really know what's going to happen in the future. I mean, I think there's a certain, there's a lot of history and tradition with music, and there's something just beautiful about an acoustic instrument. Like, I don't think the violin is ever going to go away or the piano is ever going to go away. But I think that that sounds like a dare. That sounds like a challenge. Forward, I think we can get rid of it if we want. Hey, you know what? Let's burn them. Let's burn them. Come on, they'll go up quick. It's wood. Your yeah, thing well, won't burn that quick. We'll we'll start all the anti-piano. We'll burn all the wood ones first, and then you know the the keyboards we can put in the incinerator. All I'm saying is, if someone came in a fight and they had a violin or they had your suit on, I feel like your suit's the thing that's going to last throughout the fight. Just saying. I'm you know call me crazy. I think you could make it out of there. Start trash talking. Well, we would we would do our best. I mean, like I haven't mentioned this yet, but we also actually kind of have superpowers when we put the suit on. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, know, we can just pull up, a, uh, put up a force field, and mm-hmm. you know, like do some kung fu moves. That's well, pretty impressive. Uh, I feel like you're underselling yourselves if you if you got doing that the music going. angle. Yeah. If you you have force fields, I'm not saying that we have money to invest, but I want to invest. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, your your debut album, you said you just dropped. It's called 2045, uh, and you said that's a, a reference to the singularity. Isn't the singularity when AI is supposed to achieve like consciousness or something like that? Or my super yeah, the dumb? Singularity is just a general <laughs> concept about um, you know if you guys are familiar with Moore's law, just like the exponential. Like basically technology is increasing at an exponential rate and the point of this like the idea of the singularity is this point at which we're really going to start feeling that exponential curve basically the point at which they're smarter than human computers at which point then those computers can create computers which are even smarter than than they are and you know everything's going to blow up so hopefully in a good way but we don't know and it's supposed to happen in 2045 <laughs> that is what ray kurzweil who is a huge future predictor 
says is going to happen in 2045. I mean, I don't know if we really believe that. I mean, like, uh, who knows what's going to happen. You're ahead of the curve. Is a little bit. You guys are 2045 now. <laughs> You've done it. <laughs> let's hope he's wrong. And let's hope we have more time to play more music. Because I would like to see you guys. I would like. I mean, honestly, like when I saw I, like I was watching through you guys' videos. And I was just like, man, I really want to. I want to see this highlighted more. I want to see like this specific thing. Like like it, whether it's this version or future versions of what your guys' technology looks like. You you guys have something special. I, I really do feel that. And I would love to see that like in a live capacity. Like I the there's like some version of this, like with EDM artists, it could be fun. Or it's featured in some way. Like I don't know. I know you guys can you guys have a lot you have like a wide open road ahead of you when it comes to this what you guys can do. Um but what what's like the main thing for you guys? What's the next step? Is it more live performances for yourself or do you guys want to start collaborating in a uh with uh, like bigger names yeah i mean i think to be honest we are kind of being very selfish about it at the moment and we do <laughs> want to keep it to ourselves for a minute hey, it's I mean, special that I way mean, the way that we look at it is basically like i feel like it's easy to um you know to you could it's easy to go from technology like from being the only people that have it and using that to kind of propel yourself to a certain level of music career success versus like going straight into a product and giving it to everyone else and then um and then trying to develop yourself as a musical artist i mean we're kind of trying to use this as an advantage at the moment and then maybe after we achieve some musical success then start giving it to other people um but i mean i think collaborating is definitely a big topic on our agenda not necessarily collaborating in terms of like outfitting you know outfitting marshmallow with a pair of gloves or something mm-hmm. but more just collaborating in terms of musically and in videos and whatnot. oh for sure like i could definitely imagine this in music videos and also like I, I mean me not knowing how this technology works you can go ahead and tell me i'm wrong when i come when i say this but it's like it, it feels like since you guys have standard in, instruments that you could put in there you could also invent a new instrument if you wanted to like you could create a different way of playing a certain instrument like um like a sit down oh no no, no a slide guitars like a slide guitar like you could just sit down and play it on your lap and uh, no problem you just have to have like a little glass slider and you're good to go but like with this you could you could reinvent the way you played certain instruments or create new ones do you guys have you guys tried that have you guys tried making a new instrument <laughs> well yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, the gloves are not the best suited towards, like, trying to recreate, like, a violin or a guitar. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can play air guitar, but we don't obviously have the same, like, level of finesse and nuance that you would have with a real guitar. But I think most of the instruments we've created are kind of ones that we've invented. Um, so we've developed this whole, like, kind of almost library or of our own templates of instruments that we tend to use. Um, like, I tend to play, like, this lead melody instrument, which is this synth where I control, you know, different notes on my fingertips and I'm able to do pitch bends and vibrato by, you know, moving my hands in different ways and adding distortion and, and, and all that. So we've kind of created a template of a, like a lead melody instrument that we use pretty often and then we've created a template of like a bass instrument that Mike plays a lot. So, yeah, and we're constantly inventing new instruments. Um, we recently just created a new instrument that allows us to control volume more fluidly based on how fast we're moving um rather than just you know necessarily you know how wide our hands are apart or whatnot mm-hmm. man you, it, it's kind of like an open book really when it comes to like the rules for what you guys get to set the parameters kind of like a like um uh, like a midi controller like i've seen like the like the the touch pads that people have and they program each of the pads being a different instrument or a different sound or whatnot like you can do that with movements and you can make it just becomes a more dynamic show like you were saying instead of just watching a guy stand behind a table 
Like, oh man, yeah. There, there's a there's a group out there. They're not bad. It was uh, Super Mash Brothers. They opened before a Blink One Eighty Two show, and this is recent. This is not a concert from the early two thousands <laughs> that I went to. This is pretty recent. Uh, but when they started playing, it was a f- like it was just two dudes sitting behind a computer and it's like that's still impressive that you made this but it's like it'd be cool if there was a show element to this like in any way so and like so there's you guys have the room to create something really dynamic with that suit and that's awesome and apparently force fields and force fields which i feel like (laughs) i feel like there's an avenue there that you guys should try to explore but i'm not gonna tell you how to live your life you know yeah you know i think we're just uh you know, we're not ready for that responsibility yet of, of wielding that in the general public. Oh, so. no, I, I get you. Like, if you can if you can build the, the seat with cup holders, you got to do it. But that doesn't mean you're going to start selling cup holders. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I get you. You're going to sell the seat first because that's, that's the thing you guys want to make. I, I could get you. But uh, what what's the next big thing that you guys are working on right now? Is it flight? <laughs> with using um, music. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the next big thing that we're, uh, we're working on is is honestly just trying to grow our channel. Cause I mean, honestly, right now our channel is still pretty small. Like YouTube, we like just hit 3000 subs, which is, you know, very small. Um, Instagram, Facebook, we have a m- bigger following. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that we really, um, we really still haven't really had that one viral video or like, you know, take off. Um, and that's kind of what we've been hoping for to just get a series of some viral videos to really blow us up and get us the attention that we're, you know, we really hope to have. So, yeah, I mean, we just put out an album. Uh, I, we don't currently have plans for another album, but uh, I definitely think we'll make one, you know, another one in the future. Mm-hmm. But right now, just a lot of collaborations, trying to collaborate with YouTubers. So if there's any YouTubers out there listening, um, feel free to hit us up. Um, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of collabs and a lot of new videos. Just turned, We actually just turned our living room into a video studio and got our own camera. So, nice. Um, yeah, pretty excited about that and just trying to crank out content um, like crazy. Well, for the kids at home that want to check out the videos you're making, where can they go to find that? Yeah, go to uh, just basically our social media handle is Viserium. That's V-E-S-E-R-I-U-M. That is uh, the same across Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, our website, Viserium.com. That's the whole reason we actually chose the name is we just made up a word that we sounded cool and and uh, we thought it sounded cool. And it was also had all the handles available for all the platforms oh believe me i get it oh yeah <laughs> that's a that's a that's a very distinguished name that you can get really quick here's okay here's a quick pitch before because we're gonna we're gonna uh we're gonna wrap up soon but i have a i have a pitch for you on how to get famous now listen up if you guys are familiar with a certain meme going around I'm about to date myself with this episode that's going to go live uh if you're familiar with uh they did surgery on Sorry, a gray. You're out you're, you're you're cutting out like every other word so oh. let, me, let me move in a position where i might have better signal okay um that's, say it again uh, something about a meme yeah, yeah. Hold on. We'll we'll do we'll do a pickup for the audio. Uh, give it a sec. Okay. All right. How's this? Is this coming through? Yeah, that's better. Cool, cool. All right. So I got a pitch for you. This is how I I think I can make you buku bucks online. And then we're gonna do it via a meme. If you're familiar with, they did surgery on a grape. It was a video that went viral about them exploring this new robotic surgery or surgeon that was able to like peel the skin off of a grape. Very impressive. That's what you got to do. You got to be like, look at these guys. They invented a real life Iron Man suit. And then you break it to them. It's like, no, but still cool. And so you got to get that one line that's like kind of a lie. And then you get the, and then you trick them into like watching the full video. And they're like, you know what? I should subscribe and buy their album and then uh, make it fly and get that force field. Like there's a lot so of. So I guess all we're saying here is consider lying more. Consider lying more. <laughs> it, it works for a lot of brands. Yeah. 
yeah, we shouldn't just have more clickbaity titles, you know, like, man invents ways to levitate, or, and then, you know, just like, you know, just consistently disappoint our, our audience mm. when uh, we don't have that in the video. You know what? It's a simple lie. Here it is. It's, 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 it's barely a lie. You, all you're going to say is real life Iron Man suit. Mm-hmm. And then you show it and it's not that at all. Yeah. <laughs> not even really Listen, a little man, bit. Even we're going to be, we're talking later about the new Avengers trailer and they straight up said, Hey, it's definitely not anything that was said in the last movie. It's definitely not going to be Avengers Endgame, And that was definitely a lie. See, you just got a lot. Just, <laughs> it's it just, it's a light lie yeah. where it's at one point, just edit in a beam that comes out of the chest. Good to go. Yeah. There you go. It's easy. Just saying. Uh, unless you don't you, need to take, it's, this is an advice that you need to take. It just seems that lying helps people. It, so. ha- it helps rich people. Just put it out there. But if you don't want to do that, I'm excited to see what you guys come up with in the future. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm subscribed. And I hope all of our listeners go, listeners go and subscribe right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, thanks for having me. I had a blast chatting with you. And, um, yeah, hopefully you, you guys will see a lot more content um, coming up in the future. Absolutely. And once again, uh, list off all the social media stuff where people can find you and follow your stuff and check it out. That's Viserium. That's V-E-S-E-R-I-U-M. Uh, that's Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and our website, Viserium.com. Perfect. And most importantly, hashtag Viserium on Ellen. You got to get that going now, and then we can get you on Ellen. You do a performance, bing, bang, boom, get Ellen. Go. Get Ellen in your suit. There we go. Yeah. That's how we make money without lying. There, there you go. You just, you just hound talk show hosts mm-hmm. online until they get you on their show it's easy it's easier than you think and i think we can do it ray thank you so much for joining us man uh and i can't wait to see what you guys do in the future you know what man have a great day yeah you too before we keep going with this exciting episode of only stupid answers let's say hi to an exciting friend of ours simple what? contacts guess what gang i use simple contacts and you should be too because they help you see they're gonna help you out so much guys it's it's i care for the 21st century it's the most convenient way to renew your contact lens prescriptions and reorder your brand of contacts from anywhere in minutes instead of heading to the doctor year after year after year after year after year, after year, after year, year so year, many years year just to renew your prescription for something you wear every day you can do it on your own time and terms in just a few minutes it's, it, guys it's it's incredible. It's so easy to use. And the biggest thing is, is that it's convenient because you can do it from anywhere in minutes, just like we said. There's a million things demanding your time right now. Contact lenses should be the lowest, one of the lowest things on your list to be worrying about. You could be doing this. You can take this exam. Slightly above clipping your nails, but mm-hmm. like below most other things. Don't do those at the same time, no. but that's the same idea here. And guess what, gang? It's fast. It takes uh, just about five minutes to take this test. And best of all, it's designed by ophthalmologists and a licensed doctor reviews every test so you can see skip the office visits but not the care that's the most important you know that's sweet i like that they're able to do that and guess what the reviews speak for themselves simple context is rated five stars over five thousand times on the app star we'll get there somewhere the app store store. five thousand reviews you guys if you want to review i wouldn't mind five thousand five star reviews i mean y'all can be doing that listeners (laughs) out there you just go you can just go do it we're not stopping you you can just run over and do that really quick i'd appreciate it but also simple context is all the brands and types of lenses you're familiar with so you never have to shop around for to find the lenses at the best price and guess what gang the vision test is only $20 and compare that to an appointment where without insurance it could cost up to 200 bones that's too much Simple Contacts has got you covered the contact lens prices are unbeatable and standard shipping is free and best of all gang we're offering you a promotion right this second DJ how can they save if you want $20 off your contacts you can go to simplecontacts.com slash answers 20 or you can enter the code answers 20 at check out that's a n s w e r s two 
zero. And again, that's simplecontext.com slash answers20, or you can use the promo answers20. But be sure this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam. That is important. Mm -hmm. This is just for buying more context. If you happen to run out and you can still use the same prescription, gang, it's very helpful for me because I sometimes just blink out contacts onto the street. And I have been told to not put those back in my eye. I think everyone's being babies about it, though. No, don't do that. That's really bad for your health. Don't (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that. Go to simplecontacts.com slash answers20. Or use the promo code answers20 at checkout. Yeah, don't put in the dirty ground contacts back in your face. Everyone's a coward. Now back to the show. Ray's such a sweetheart. Ray is a lovely individual. Please go to his uh, channel mm-hmm. and check out what he's what they've got going on there. So you can take a look at the suit and see how cool it is. See it? Like I've, I've watched a couple of their music videos. They went on the desert and they started playing around with yeah. it. It's so cool. The Serium Gang. Go check them out. Go listen to their album. It would be much appreciated from us, and Ray would like it too. But... Let's stop dilly-dallying. Let's get into the Avengers 4 talk. So for people that didn't see it, I don't know. We start off with uh, Iron Man uh, in space. Things are not looking so hot for him. His little nanite costume, which seemed to do be, be doing a pretty bang-up job healing itself, is not looking so hot. Mm-hmm. The, the, the helmet's not looking so good. Mm-mm. And he's uh, uh, leaving a message in a bottle for a hypothetical Pepper Potts finding it somewhere in space. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Listen, listen, Castaway, you have to make a beach ball to talk to. I get it. If you don't bring Monopoly, I mean, you got to make your own games. So, exactly. And his games is making uh, distress calls <laughs> out to his uh, soon-to-be wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. Hopefully. Uh, maybe he'll make it back and this will end okay for him. Probably won't. But no, I, I very much enjoyed this teaser. It's exactly what a, I feel like a teaser should be. It should be. You're getting some hints of like, this is where we're going at from the beginning of the story. This is where our characters are at. And honestly, like, we all have an idea of where this story is going to go. And yep. it's like you want to see what these storytellers and what these actors are able to do as a farewell to some of these actors playing these roles and also what these people have been building to for so long. Like, and it's called perfect synergy between uh, comic books, video games, movies, TV shows, everything. But besides that, I, I very much enjoyed this trailer because you can feel the emotional stakes. Avengers Infinity War for me was one of the more, more emotional MCU movies because it just, it, it it not only brought everybody to get together in a coherent way that made sense to the people who were invested, but also I felt, I felt that it gave enough to people who haven't seen these movies to be like, I get it enough. You know, I get it enough. I can watch this movie and understand what the stakes are yeah. uh, and that this is this is serious. And so when it comes back to this, it's like you see an Iron Man on the Guardian ship. Yeah, the, see, yeah, and yeah. Nebula's there too, which you get a little clip of her as well. Yeah, and he's not doing so. This is the, hypothetically when he's leaving uh, whatever happened on Titan. Uh, whatever happened. We know what happened on Titan. Uh, and then we see Cap and Black Widow being real bummed out about half of the entire life on the universe being wiped out. Landstander in the... Uh, there's a thread for Avengers 4, which I'll change to Avengers Endgame Ooh. now. Uh, but he said, so far we know that everyone is sad and there's a plan. Yeah, yeah. so they mentioned, they mentioned the plan and Steve Rogers doesn't know what he's going to do if the plan doesn't work. Because um, uh, yeah, what would you do? Uh, I and, very much like that line delivery. I like the way he says that because it's yeah. like, it's got to. Like yeah. there's... Because if it doesn't... What then, else is there? Yeah. Um, we've got our first look at Hawkeye or Clinton Barton uh, looking a lot like Ronan. There's been a lot of speculation that he's going to take on the Ronan persona. I, I think it is. It's yeah. black and yellow. That looks like the costume. Uh, he's got a full face mask on, so he's just breathing in his own spit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Spider-Man does it all the time. You yeah. know what I mean? It looks like a lot of fun. So, <laughs> disinfect that mask, boy. You don't uh, want to get all that. You don't want to get sick. You get... Uh, you get 
Thor sitting in what looks like a cell. It's, it couldn't be, but it no, looks like he's sitting in a I cell. And then, sad. and then you got uh, Bruce Banner looking looking all bummed out at the people that vanished. And one of the people uh, they bring up is Ant Man, but we know Ant Man didn't vanish, and that's reconfirmed in this trailer because it the says last, missing. Uh, it says the last, but but the the reaction is everybody's assuming that he vanished. Uh, Bruce and, specifically is really sad that Ant Man. Yeah, because <laughs> even though he's never met this yeah. person, um, but and, you do see Shuri is missing too. Yes, which was not shown in the last movie. No, yeah. Um, Sad. And then uh, we see uh, the the last the last scene is uh, Paul Rudd coming up uh, as if to save the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's got some microverse. What do you see down there? Mm-hmm. Nah, probably nothing. But he, do you, do you think the microverse is going to be involved in prob- saving the day? They said that it is. So when I don't in know what way, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think that's how oh, microverse works. Oh, they, you haven't been over in the new rock stars uh, <laughs> realm of things because they like they like break down. They 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 throw out a bunch of fun theories. So yeah. it's like one of the theories they throw out there is that when Michelle Pfeiffer is like they're getting ready to throw Scott down into the, the uh, microverse to pick up magic yeah. healing jail or whatever that whatever is. that is yeah, yeah. Uh, couldn't tell yet but there's yeah. like don't worry it's like dark matter and flash it's like what does it do literally whatever you want it to <laughs> and in this uh you hear her saying like watch out for the tardigrade fields which yeah. are the microscopic organisms yeah and she said watch out for the time vortexes you can get stuck in there so a lot of people are well because we've seen uh despite marvel's best efforts we've seen some onset uh paparazzi footage of what looks to be flashes back to uh, the first Avengers movie. I don't want to say something else. There's another. The only thing I saw was that. It was yeah, the was... first Avengers movie, which I think makes sense. If it, I would assume the goal would be maybe get the Infinity Stones before Thanos can, mm-hmm. and so you're going back to. I mean, and that would be a, a good excuse to pop back through pretty much a majority of the old movies because all of them. That was the MacGuffin in a majority of them. Yeah, all. Yeah, except for one. Right. What's the one? Uh, Soulstone, so, which is just Soulstone goes to save the later. We got the Tesseract in. Uh, if I would say Cap One, but if they're going to Avengers One, that's, that's probably it. where they're going to try and pick it up. And, Mind and the Mind there. Stone, and that's in Age of Ultron Two. Yeah, and then Guardians. Um, Guardians One had yeah. the Power Stone, mm-hmm. um, and Ether is in Thor Two. Oof. Oh, yeah. good. We get to flash back to Thor Two, everybody. <laughs> Maybe they can fix it. Yeah. Maybe they'll fix the whole movie. <laughs> fix Thor Two. Uh, what was the other one? Um, that, hey, listen, it's, oh, Time we, Stone. We joke, but that's literally what X Men did with Days of Future Past. Like, hey, remember the movies you don't like? They're out of existence. They're now. gone. At which not a bad, <laughs> no, not a bad, not way. a bad thing at all. A lot of questions, but so many questions. Yeah. But um, not but the, it's, not the worst way to go. No. And then um, uh, Time Stone's Doctor Strange. And besides yes. that, we're we got a Power Stone, uh, Space Stone, Mind Stone. Yeah. Uh, Red Ranger, Blue Ranger, Ranger. you, you got, got it. Yeah, you basically yeah. get the, and then we put them in the morphers, and then they whatever. We make the Zord. Yeah, exactly. We know it how is. this works. <laughs> and then Thanos used the Zord to wipe out half of life on. They make a giant Bebo, and then they we, fight. We the do demon. get. We do, <laughs> love that. Mm-hmm. We do get a brief look at Thanos's hand. It looks like the glove is basically fused to his hand, mm-hmm. and then we the classic armor on a scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I T-pose, say classic. Yeah. It was it was like in a couple panels at the end of the original Infinity mm-hmm. War, which, which stuck with a lot of people. So yeah. it's interesting that they're going with that, and like it, it's. In Although f- it means something completely different in that comic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. In which is, is something interesting yeah. that we when we come to that, when we come to the release of the fourth movie, which is April, the end of April now, yeah. um, next year. Which, which is, is what they did with the last movie to mm-hmm. make it, no matter what country you're in, it all releases on the same date, which us Americans appreciate. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think everyone does. We um, either get it first or, or not at, at the same time. Uh, no, but what I was saying is that uh, it would be fun to do uh, an evaluation of like after Infinity War, or Endgame comes out and we look at 
uh, that comic of how they explored the Infinity. Uh, what do they call it? It's what do they call it? Infinity Gauntlet storyline in Marvel? Because yeah, I know yeah, you read yeah, it's, it. It's it's there was originally it was Infinity Gauntlet, which is where a majority of the story takes place. It is different, um, and it that's a weird story. But I do recommend checking out. Uh, and then Infinity War is one that I read as a kid, and that one's strange because all the good guys get evil clone bad guys, and that's where the Spider-Man doppelganger comes from. Spider-Man doppelganger. He's got the six arms and like spider eyes and stuff like that. He was he was a big thing in the nineties. He had fangs oh, okay. and shit. Like he was around in the nineties. He's part of Carnage's crew and Maximum Carnage. Oh, I've never seen he, him. He was a thing when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's not a thing anymore. And you know what? That's fine. Yeah. Uh, the Infinity War title is a better title for a worse comic. Mm-hmm. So they took the title mm-hmm. and well, then took the stuff from the better comic, like, like Age of Ultron. That one's that comic specifically is really confusing. So yeah. it's soaked in sixty years of history. Yeah. So good to pick it for that movie regardless how you feel that movie but um mm-hmm. uh i would like to like look at it because in that comic the whole infinity war part the yeah. end of that movie is the beginning of that story so everything that happens after that is yes yeah. is the story it, whatever it is, end game yeah. that story you're thinking of of how they fix this is the it story is. of infinity Gauntlet. Gauntlet, yeah, it is. We're jumping into Infinity Gauntlet because at the jump of the story, uh, Thanos already has the Infinity Gems. Yeah, there is and a book you can read before to kind of figure sure, it out. There always is. It, it's not. At, All I, you have to do is read the five prequel comics before you get to the events. Like, mm, come, come on, man, make this a little bit more approachable. Yeah. Um, well, you can say that about the movies too. There's 20 movies yeah. before you get to. the I main remember movie. well because I remember the second I had to rewatch Infinity War just to kind of like process my feelings on it. And there's a woman that came out. She's like, the last movie I saw was Avengers. The last Avengers movie. She saw part two of a movie. And then went to part three, had no idea what was happening. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's what it is. You yeah. know, like that's, it's, you hop into the third Lord of the Rings, you're going to be confused. If you've like, seen the second Lord of the Rings, there's not like 10 movies in between the second Lord of the Rings no. and the third Lord of the Rings. If you hop in, no. If you, I have no reason to, yeah. it, it's a different, it's a different format for movies. And so, yeah. um, you I can't be mad at someone who wants to watch that movie and hasn't watched everything else. That's a fair thing to be confused, but yeah. also it, it's a cool reward for people who have watched all those movies to see a giant Epic because I mm. very much, I very much enjoy infinity war and not every movie needs to be 100% approachable to every single person. Sometimes you do need to do a little bit of homework to watch a movie to understand where everybody stands in the emotional mm. stakes for some people. I don't know if I agree with that. I, well, sequels, you like you. Yeah, but I think a good sequel, the best sequels are able to stand on their own as well. You don't need to watch Terminator One to see Terminator Two. Yeah. Um, you don't need to watch Godfather Two to to, to Godfather One to appreciate Godfather Two. It just it you it, you benefit from it. So I feel like, and, and I do think they try to do that in Infinity War. It's just impossible. Mm-hmm. It's just by the nature. I think it's, of it, it's the impossible. best way you could possibly do that. Yeah, I I of course was. If you go back to our review with uh, Greg Miller, I am. Uh, I think it's fine. I think Infinity War is fine. Um, uh, and so because I am not as over the moon with the franchise or that movie as other people are, uh, this trailer didn't didn't rehook me. I am more hopeful for this movie than despite my feelings on Infinity War, I am hopeful for this movie because I think it'll give me more what I want because the the Infinity War is so plot centric. Um, that what I want is I want Cap and Iron Man hashing out their shit from Civil War. Um, which I still think is the best as far as these like big like literally everybody's on the screen movies. I think Civil War is by far the best Marvel's ever done mm. um, for juggling all those characters, juggling all the characters, understand. giving them a reason to be there, having it all having all just coalesce and not having me get lost in what's going. Just just having it 
function as a movie. And Civil War, I think, is a movie that you ben- you you could watch solo, but you benefit from watching the other other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping more of that. I'm hoping now that literally most of the characters are gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope it's a little bit more focused. Um, it's it's a little bit more dealing with the characters and what they're going through. And you get the sense of that in in the trailer. It's less big big everybody's together moments and more them processing what's happened. Because you get a moment of that, I think, in Infinity War with Thor specifically, where he, he for a second processes what the hell's happened in his yeah. life for the past six years where it's just like, yeah, I found out I had a sister. She died. My dad died. Yeah. My mother died. My mom died. Like, and you can see that it's like, it ha- and it's the same kind of line that Cap has where it's just like, it has to work. Yeah. Cause like people keep coming and then I'm still there. I think there's some, and I like that line and I like that exploration of it where it's just like, let them sit in that for a second. Like you don't have to have it be depression porn, but like yeah. you can have them literally dealing with a problem and you can have, and also you can have Ant Man be like the funny line for like a second, but also you can allow him for a second to break because yeah. he went one one place for a second, came back, and all of the universe is effed. nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's not in a good place. Um, but I I hope it's because I I do like these characters, but I think the appeal like the appeal of something like Avengers and the appeal of something like Civil War is seeing these characters characters bounce off of each other, and like something like Avengers and in Civil War the the plot is actually really strong. Straightforward, real simple. Uh, Avengers one, I think, is the most straightforward. Yeah, is it, yeah. Uh, um, and and I think stuff for me, you start to lose me with something like Age of Ultron or Infinity War because they they have so many characters, but then the plots become even more complicated. And it's like I, I think there's merit in just having, hey, we need to accomplish this, and we just see all these people interacting as they figure it out. You I, know what I mean? I have a fun theory about uh, Tony, which is brought up by a Thorbed. A lot of a lot of consonants in there. I'm guessing Tony is going to be saved by Captain Marvel. There's going to be a plan on Earth, uh, on Earth story, and Tony getting to Earth. They meet up, figure a way to get the rest of them, and defeat Thanos. It's a little vague and there. See, this is what I'm talking about. I don't need to, I don't need Tony's status in question of how he gets to Earth. That feels like just another hoop that you. It's like Thor trying to get the hammer. The whole point of Thor Ragnarok was him learning he didn't need a hammer. And then we make a whole plot contrivance that we spend a chunk of Infinity War of him trying to figure out a new hammer that I just feel like adds a bunch of running around that's unnecessary. So the way I interpret Thor Ragnarok um, is that it's not about that he doesn't need the hammer. It's not about literally that lesson. The lesson on like his tombstone is didn't need a hammer. It means that he is the god of thunder and that tool isn't how he can live his life and define who he is. But it is still a tool. And that's why I, how I interpret when it comes to Infinity War is that it's a tool to take down a threat. And guess what? He is still capable of being a king, mm-hmm. being a leader, and being an individual, uh, whatever he is in terms of cosmic power level and anything like that. But the tool is just there be honest sell toys <laughs> but also it's uh, but it's also something that allows you to explore the backstory more of uh asgard and like norse mythology while in this epic yeah and, and it, all i'm saying is i think the movie had enough to do that it didn't need that it didn't it was just more it was just it's just more complications where it's like i'm fine if literally the movie starts in in avengers Endgame game and tony's back on earth and like hey what are we going to do about this i don't need like oh, how's he going to get back we know he's going to go back. I don't see the point in that. Like, let's let's uh, <laughs> let's keep this train rolling. You got a lot to do. Hey, you know what? This is how you do it. Ready? Yeah. It's literally tops five minutes. He does that. That's how you open the movie. And guess what happens? Captain Marvel shows up. He's like, "I'll give you a scoot." Goes behind. Scoot. They're at Earth, and it's been only six minutes into the movie. There you that go. That is fair. But also, why? How would Captain Marvel? She got the beeper call from Nick Fury. 
And Why would you run an Iron Man? Distress calls. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And then he's like, just oh, wait. It up on the well, way. Here you go. Okay. I said, I'm so fine with it. You know what I mean? Xandar's like, exploded. They go over to, the, they see Thor's ship, Rutan, who cares? Mm-hmm. And then they, and then guess what? In between the two, mm-hmm. there's a little doodad with a, a distress call. I guess the beepers tuned to distress calls, gets to Iron Man. There you go. I would like something they did in the Infinity Gauntlet comic uh, that I would like a brief moment of seeing, since we're getting Captain Marvel, and I'm assuming uh, she's, going to be on the Kree world or whatever. One of the worlds we stop on in the comic when Thanos does a snap is the Kree world. I'd like to see, like, hey, it's not just Earth. It's literally everywhere. I did like, like just that. Just brief flashes of, like, literally everywhere is not doing so hot. In Guardians 2, I did like when they would flash, like, Ego's thing was kind of a little confusing. Yes. But it was like... But when they show all the worlds being affected by it, it added yeah. to the stakes of what was happening. And, and just, again, we don't need to spend a lot of time on it, but something like Quick that flashes. to be like, yeah, like, Thanos affected the entire universe as we know it. Mm-hmm. And, Uh-oh. <laughs> and also, I wouldn't mind on Earth if, like, it doesn't need to be, like, Mad Max, but yeah. if you gave just, like, a 50% of people are gone. Yeah. Light, and, and food and resources and everything gone. And, yeah. like, I, if for a second, if you kind of gave, like, flashes and then you did, like, universal, like, this is the state of the universe. Yeah. And I thought that would be kind of interesting. And the, also, Thanos, what's he growing out there? Looks like pineapples. <laughs> uh, maybe some guava. Uh, I do think, I am interested to see, I thought we were going to kind of jump right to like, hey, let's fix this, but it does look like time is going to pass because it looks like Hawkeye's situation wasn't his situation prior to this happening. And he didn't just have this suit in a locker. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it looks like th- there was been time for him to process this and come to the, the conclusion that this is how he wants to deal with it. Also, we've seen in some of the press stuff that, or like uh, leaks or whatever, that the uh, Black Widow has a red hair back. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, I don't dye my hair, but I'm assuming that's not a next day thing. You no, know what I mean? Grew, maybe it grew out. But yeah. also, you see that Ant Man showed up in a van. So no. that means he drove. From wherever he was, San Francisco, Francisco, he drove cross country, upstate New York, which would be like that'd be actually a really cool short is seeing what he saw on the drive over of nightmare. Yeah, you know what? Props to him for saying chipper Mm -hmm. with all that going on around. But the the characters we're left with at the end of uh, Infinity War are some of my favorites that didn't get a lot of screen time in Avengers Infinity War. So that has me hopeful. Um, this this trailer takes a more character centric uh, approach, which has me hopeful. Um, and honestly, I am uh, these these movies. I am nostalgic enough that popping around in the old movies should be cool. Like because mm. because I have a, I have a lot of affection in my heart for the first Avengers. Uh, that's the only one we know they're popping into. Yeah. But I have a lot of affection in my heart for that one. So, uh, so the in the Discord they're talking about time travel, and yeah. Kayla Marie brought up he did look at Peggy before talking about the plan. So maybe he does go back to the first Captain America. I do you think there are rumors of that? And I and I call, bring Haley Atwell I think, back. I think Why there not? was a. I think there was some fan speculation that um, maybe that, like they're hoping that maybe he goes back and he just stays with Peggy. Which I don't know how that specifically works. Don't know either. But I mean, it would it would it would make it would bring tears to the theater. Yeah, definitely. But uh, and then you ask questions, and you're like, Shh, oh, like wait, hold on. Uh, and um, what do you feel about uh, the title? Because for me, this was a great example of why being super cagey about seemingly unimportant things uh, can bite you in the butt. Because I feel like there are at least 15 better titles that fans came up with. And then we just ended up being the first one. Everybody literally walking out of the Avengers Infinity War theater. There was already speculation that the next movie would be Endgame. Well, they so said it's just it that. There. No, and I think, you know what? Go with it because they've mentioned Endgame specifically like twice over two Avengers movies now at the second and the third. You have 
What was the what, what in, the mission in the second? In Age of Ultron, when they're having, after Ultron comes to life, literally everything goes to shit immediately. Yeah. They have their meeting, and you it's the scene where Thor, like, chokes Tony, picks him up, mm-hmm. and... Tony, like, they make the joke where he talks about, like, remember when I went in the portal? And everyone's like, oh, he's got to talk about the portal mm-hmm. again. Uh, and he's talking about, like, up there, that's the end game. And mm-hmm. it's always just like, and what do we do when if something like that happens? Gotcha. And Cap mentions, we do it together. And he's like, what happens if that's not enough? And he's like, then we lose together. Yeah. And that's and then when you have Doctor Strange bring it up, like, it's the end game now. And also, he might be, because of, like, time awareness or whatever, he might be familiar with that. Yeah. I like that because it's like, it's been, you've now created like a pattern of bringing that up multiple times since it is the end game. It's like, yeah. there is, based on where we're at now, this, there's only one solution. It's to try to fix this. And after that, there's nothing else. Like yeah. you have to do something. I, and I, I think I'd be more on board if literally it was like at the end, cause they always do the, whoever will be back. Thanos will be back in Avengers end game. And you just like right then that's what it's going to be titled instead of saying, no, it's not. And then like doing stupid teases and shit like that. And have people be Who like, the, the Russo brothers, they tweeted out like the title in somewhere in this picture. Mm-hmm. And so people started like, are there A's and all that stuff and all that stupid rick and roll it was just gonna be end game just tell us it's end game don't do don't do any of that stupid bullshit hey because people came up with better titles than your stupid avengers end game title hey i you know what i dig it and guess what if you if you're in that position to, to tease the fans with stuff that just sends them on wild goose chases because you know they're going to be looking at stuff regardless go for it I, there's yeah. even youtubers out there like um let's let's dig deep to like 2009 where like mr guitar man you probably don't know who that is but no. that's fine he is a very talented director and he no. would Specifically, uh, he knew that people would download his videos and go frame by frame. He didn't know why, but yeah. he knew people would. So he would start to write little things in like uh, like a reverse, like text in the corner of just one frame, yeah. so people could find it. It's like have fun with that. Like, yeah, you know, why not? And also, I, I like the name. So and w- whatever, who cares what I think specifically about that? Besides, you know, people who listen appreciate that. But really quick, you know what? Speaking of people who listen, yeah, can I give some little shout outs, some little love to some of the people who yes. uh, who go over to iTunes? Guess what? Some of our favorite people go over to iTunes, and they. Uh, uh, they give us five star reviews. Guess what? If you've done that before, you're you're the best. And if you go and do it again, because uh, you can, you guys are even cooler. We have one right here. I'll uh, I'll, I'll take a I'll take a swing at this one. Kayla Marie 033. What a pair of boys! <laughs> what a pair of these boys are. I recently watched the last video of the SourceFed Nerd channel, and I'm getting a bit sappy. SourceFed Nerd got me through a whole lot while in college, and I let me fully embrace the nerd that I am. Most of my friends just don't get it. I love that you have uh, you have found a way to keep going or keep doing what you love and i love the community you have built because of it the podcast is always enjoyable no matter who uh what you're talking i can't hold on make a little bit bigger i can't read uh no matter what you talk about and i will be a patron of you lads for as long as i can thank you all uh, thank you for all you've created and all that you will create heart we also have this one uh, from Kate Houlihan, mm-hmm. who we know from the Patreon as Shout well. Out. Are your ears a little dry? If so, get ready for them to revive the moisture you've been craving. What are you into this week? Is it movies, comics, ghosts, time travel, TV shows? If you answered yes to any of the above, then this is the podcast for you. DJ and Sam discuss various topics with a level of genuine sincerity and hilarity that is rarely found. I'm a big fan. You will be too. I'm a big fan of you, Kate. Thank you all for your five star reviews. We appreciate that. Before we wrap up, Sam, what are you looking? What are you hoping for in this movie? Um, you know, like Hulk finally getting some. Like I feel like he we've been holding Wait, out getting some. Getting some. 
Like sex? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dad, for explaining that one. <laughs> wait, you mean like that? Like, wait, no, wait, 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 like, like wait. also, you have him, have him burst out of that Hulkbuster suit. Mm-hmm. Why not? Have some fun with that one. We already saw the Funko Pop because I think someone let that one slip. Or they were just teasing us. Who knows? Have some fun with that. Uh, I wouldn't mind that. And also, I want Cap to be happy. <laughs> I just want Cap to be happy, honestly. Just like give him, a, give him a good out. Bring the characters back. And also, let's figure out a way, some sort of story mechanism where the whole planet's not just brutally traumatized. The whole universe isn't just brutally traumatized by what happened. Yeah. Because it's like The Leftovers, but I don't think we can get as deep as HBO's show did. Uh, what was your favorite part of the trailer? Uh, it was, I caught, I got Ant-Man showing up because I like the hope I like the hope that Cap showed where it's like, is this live? Mm-hmm. By the way, someone pointed, it says archive in the top of the, <laughs> the, top of the frame. A little oopsie, yeah. uh, but whatever. And he's like, this is live. It's probably maybe just a weird edit, but yeah. uh, that was funny. Um, but that scene, because I like seeing Cap's hope, and also Iron Man in the beginning, because it's just like, I, I like sitting in that, like, like letting the characters kind of stew for a second and just seeing where they're going to go, because not comic book fans, I know everyone kind of has an idea of where this is going to end up. Everyone, no. everyone does. But if we're allowed to just kind of just feel that for a second and let it and maybe turn it on its head and kind of switch it up just a little bit and surprise us and no. give us epic moments for these characters where they can really be themselves and we get to learn more about them, I'm all for it. And that scene specifically was like, yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't, I mean, honestly, besides us knowing how this movie goes and promotional stuff, yeah. I don't know how you'd get out of that. Like, that's yeah. actually just how, if we start doing space travel, that's just how people would die if, yeah. it, if things went poorly. Yeah. What about you? Uh, for me, no, I like the, I like the uh, Ant-Man stuff and I liked um, uh, the beginning of Tony as well. And I just kind of, I hope, again, I hope this, this brings back kind of the magic of the first Avengers and Cap Civil War and is a, is a good send off for what will probably be uh, a good send off for Tony and Cap and and some of our our the main players and and a nice uh, very little of this actually but but for what does set up the future mm-hmm. I hope that that sets up a nice a nice future for the rest of of these movies because they're in, in, coming into an interesting transition it'll be interesting to see where these movies go from here but also you can hit us up on Twitter and mm-hmm. let us know what you think at only stupid answers you got the vowels from stupid do you think the Eternals are going to be playing a big role in this hope oh, not yeah <laughs> yeah. Let's, please no let's pump the brakes on that one hope that doesn't <laughs> happen but yes you can hit us up there at only stupid answers.com as well do yes, we have please. a merch we've got a new merch coming out we've got you can watch a video there you can uh, send us questions mm-hmm. if you want to but patreon.com slash only stupid answers if you joined our Christmas card you'll be getting that keep your peepers peeled for more info on that and we're excited to take the pictures and put you guys in that and it's going to be very really special. cool so thank you guys for joining us and thank you guys for supporting us uh, let us know your thoughts on Avengers 4 Avengers Endgame excuse me gotta say that mm-hmm. <laughs> gotta get the verbiage right uh, over on our discord as well one dollar Patreon join it think about it patreon.com slash only stupid answers there's a great community there and we'd love you to be a part of it please and thank you and we'll DJ s- yes yeah, sorry you're going to do the outro and I bungled it it's all it. good D- at DJ Talks Trash every place that matters at Sam Basher and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.